Thursday, January 7th, 2021. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from Atlanta. Unanswered questions about why white domestic terrorists were able to breach the U.S. Capitol on yesterday. Where was law enforcement? Was there a massive failure when it comes to leadership? Also, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has accepted the resignation of the Sergeant-in-Arms. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says he wants the Sergeant-in-Arms on the Senate side to resign before he takes over as well. Folks, election results were certified late last night. In spite of all the chaos, House members also calling for the impeachment of Donald Trump or for the cabinet to invoke Amendment 25. We'll talk with the constitutional expert about that. And Trump cabinet members and staffers are walking away in protest of his behavior on yesterday. President-elect Joe Biden today announcing his team to lead the Department of Justice. He condemned what took place in D.C. yesterday. We'll also talk with an attorney. Uh, who was arrested and tased for wearing a dashiki to court in Los Angeles. And a football coach in Tennessee has been fired for his racist attack on Stacey Abrams on social media. Plus, a police officer is fired and charged with filing a false police report in the arrest of a black man in California. Folks, it is time to bring the funk on Roller Mark Unfiltered. Let's go. from Capitol Police as to what took place on yesterday to allow white domestic terrorists to breach the U.S. Capitol. A lot of questions, very few answers. Here's a video that was shared on TikTok to give you a sense of how the Trump terrorists overwhelmed Capitol Police. You'll see in this particular video here, uh, you'll see where uh, here you have them trying to hold them back, and all of a sudden they're fighting these Capitol Police officers there are not enough of them. Then all of a sudden, they just overwhelm them with force. And then finally, the Capitol Police just sort of just backs off and allow these folks uh, to come through. It was uh, shocking and stunning uh, to witness, to see this. Then all of a sudden, you see when one side, then another side, all of a sudden, folks just move forward and move forward and move forward and move forward uh, as the cops try to hold, try to, the cops try to hold them back. Folks, it makes no sense uh, what took place on yesterday. Keep in mind, there have been numerous protests uh, near the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and in fact, uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, she said that she was assured four days ago, five days ago, by the police chief of the, the Capitol that they were prepared for the crowds. He told her they would not even be allowed on the Capitol grounds. Um, look at this video here, and you will see they clearly were allowed on the Capitol grounds. Uh, and so, again, uh, a tremendous amount uh, of questions that people are asking. Uh, Nancy, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, she spoke today, and she said that she had demanded and received the resignation of the House Sergeant-at-Arms. That person is supposed to protect members of the House of Representatives. Uh, Senator Chuck Schumer, the Democratic Minority Leader, he said that between now and when he takes over, as Senate Majority Leader, when Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff were sworn in, he will demand the resignation of the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms as well. A complete and massive failure across the board. Uh, D.C. Mayor Miro Bowser, uh, she also uh, spoke today uh, where she made clear that they are going to build a seven-foot unscalable wall around the U.S. Capitol to protect the Capitol from any future, uh, uh, any future uh, protests from these Trump domestic terrorists. This is her today. We will be looking very closely at what we learned, what's, ha what's happening at the Capitol, working with congressional leadership and the presidential um, inauguration committee. Thank you. And then, uh, but uh, you you did uh, hear the secretary uh, offer two very important 
points uh, already. That the the fencing that is going up around the cap the the Capitol uh, non-scalable fencing will be in place through the inauguration, uh, and the the guard strength um, that is all, that will be coming on the ground by this weekend up to 6,200 will be available through the inauguration as well. Which is a larger, which is a larger. Uh, composition of personnel than you would have for a standard inauguration. Thank you. And then just one follow-up there for you, Secretary McCarthy. The black fencing, you said at least 30 days or no more than 30 days that will be erected? At a minimum. At a minimum. Okay, yes, thank and, you. and we'll work that in coordination with uh, the city as well as the Capitol Hill Police. Thank you. Yes, Mark. Uh, Mark Seagers, NBC Washington. Two questions for Secretary. One, could you, and I tried to follow along, could you repeat the specifics about the fence. Will it completely surround the U.S. Capitol complex, uh, the fencing? Could you yes. just give those specifics one more time? Yes. So, Constitution Independence first, and then the, the road there in front by the pond, uh, they'll be all the way around. And how high will that be? I'm Seven thinking. foot. Seven feet. Non-scalable. Compare that to what we see at the White House. This is what was available. We worked through this solution midstream yesterday and we were on the phones to get as quickly as possible a capability in place to extend the perimeter of the national capital complex we could get as many metropolitan police officers out into the streets so that in the event that these if this was to recur again or downstream at uh, chief conti would have as much flexibility with his police force as possible and we could take over the, the static security positions I appreciate it may not have been your decision, and we know it's certainly the chief and the mayor said it wasn't their decision, but what can you tell us about the lack of preparation prior to yesterday at, on the part of the U.S. Capitol Police and, and why in months prior we saw troops surrounding the U.S. Capitol when other protesters were coming, but yesterday we didn't see anything. Why were there no troops or any other backup security there yesterday, given what we all knew in the public domain, you must have had better intelligence than we did, but we all knew that this was possible, if not likely. Well, we don't have, uh, we rely on our intelligence from law enforcement and local police, obviously, but with respect to the pre-coordination, uh, to the mayor's point, those things are all being looked at. There were uh, discussions previously with the Capitol Police and others, and no request of the D.C. National Guard were made. Uh, obviously, there's a different branch of government, so we have to be requested to come onto the grounds. Capitol Police Chief Steve Sund, a former city police officer, said in his first public comment since the chaos that rioters actively attacked Capitol Police and other law enforcement officers with metal pipes, discharged chemical irritants, and took up other weapons against officers. Now, um, uh, the FBI... Uh, they plan to arrest upwards of 15 people. They have been uh, scouring social media, looking at video and photos of individuals. A number of people who also were at the protests have been fired by their companies for participating in these protests as well. Now, lawmakers from both parties have pledged to investigate law enforcement's actions and question whether a lack of preparedness allowed a mob to occupy and vandalize the building. So, so also, folks, uh, just some other things uh, in terms of to understand. Uh, the FBI also says two devices were found at near the RNC and the DNC uh, headquarters, uh, and they also discovered a truck uh, nearby that, that was packed with explosives and also guns and other items as well. And so clearly uh, the individuals uh, who were involved in this, they uh, were meant uh, to cause significant harm as Congress was meeting in the U.S. Capitol. The reason members are so upset, and later we're going to talk to two members, we'll be chatting with Congresswoman Brenda Lawrence, uh, right here, uh, we'll be also we'll be talking with uh, also uh, Congresswoman Johanna Hayes. The members were in the Capitol. They had to be evacuated. Uh, it was a terrifying situation uh, while uh, the Capitol was being breached. And all uh, the blame is going towards Donald Trump. Uh, let me tell you how, how, how crazy this, this fool is. His, um, his head of Homeland Security, he has rescinded his um, letter to the uh, Senate uh, to appoint him as the head of Homeland Security because his, head, his interim head chose to say that Trump should condemn the protest. Uh, the White House, different reporters are saying that Trump was filled with glee watching what took place yesterday. Uh, he has been suspended 
from Twitter, indefinite suspension from Facebook as well, not allowed to post on those particular platforms. You have Democrats, numerous Democrats are calling for the invocation of the 25th Amendment. Elaine Child, the Transportation Secretary, the wife of uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, she has resigned her position as well. Other officials uh, in the administration have, res have resigned. Uh, the former chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, who is the envoy to Ireland, he has resigned his position. And so all of this uh, coming out of, of the terrifying situation on yesterday that we have been talking about, where these white domestic terrorists stormed the U.S. Capitol. Now what you have is you have Republicans like Mo Brooks of Alabama, who is now suggesting that Antifa was responsible for what took place. They want to shift the blame as well. Today, President-elect Joe Biden talked about what took place on yesterday when he announced his team to lead the Department of Justice. Watch. Yesterday, in my view, one of the darkest days in the history of our nation. An unprecedented assault on our democracy. An assault literally on the citadel of liberty in the United States Capitol itself. An assault on the rule of law, an assault on the most sacred of American undertakings, ratifying the will of the people and choosing the leadership of their government. All of us here grieve the loss of life, grieve the desecration of the people's house. But we, what we witnessed yesterday was not dissent, it was not disorder, it was not protest. It was chaos. They weren't protesters. Don't dare call them protesters. They were a riotous mob, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. It's that basic. It's that simple. And I wish we could say we couldn't see it coming. But that isn't true. We could see it coming past four years, we've had a president who's made his contempt for our democracy, our constitution, the rule of law, clear in everything he has done. He unleashed an all-out assault on our institutions of our democracy from the outset. And yesterday was but the culmination of that unrelenting attack. He's attacked the free press, who dared to question his power repeatedly calling the free press the enemy of the people. Language, at the time he first used it, I and others said, has long been used by autocrats and dictators all over the world to hold on to power, the enemy of the people. Language is being used now by autocrats and dictators across the world, only this time with the imperator of an outgoing president of the United States of America. He's attacked our intelligence services, who dared tell the American people the truth about the effort of a foreign power to elect him four years ago, choosing instead to believe the word of Vladimir Putin over the word of those who've sworn their allegiance to this nation, many of whom would risk their lives in the service of this nation. He deployed the United States military tear-gassing peaceful protesters in pursuit of a photo opportunity in the service of his re-election, even holding the Bible upside down. The action that led to an apology from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and an outspoken denunciation of the use of military for domestic political purposes from scores, scores of former military leaders and secretaries of defense, led by Secretary Cheney. He thought he could stack the courts with friendly judges who would support him no matter what. They were Trump judges, his judges. He went so far as to say he needed nine justices on the Supreme Court because, because he thought the election would end up in the Supreme Court and they would hand him the election. He was stunned truly stunned when the judges he appointed didn't do his bidding instead acted with integrity following the constitution 
upholding the rule of law, not just once or twice or three times, but over 60 times. Let me say over 60 times. More than 60 cases in state after state after state. Then at the Supreme Court's judges, including people considered, quote, his judges, Trump judges, use his words, looked at the allegations that Trump was making and determined they were without any merit. Nothing was judged with this election in question or doubt by any of these judges. Want to understand the importance of democratic institutions in this country? Take a look at the judiciary in this nation. Take a look at the pressure it was just subjected to by a sitting president of the United States of America. At every level, the judiciary rose at the moment during this election, did its job, acted with complete fairness and impartiality, with complete honor and integrity. When history looks back in this moment that just, we've just passed through. I believe it will say our democracy survived in no small part because of the men and women who represent an independent judiciary in this nation. Folks, so look at this video here. Rex Chapman posted this video here. I want you to see it. This is a Capitol Hill police officer waving folks in. His post says, is this Disney World? Is this Disney World? I mean, like literally watch this video. makes no sense it makes no sense i mean that's what the, that's the kind of thing uh that we have seen uh, all across the board uh where people have so many questions that they have been asking uh let's go to our panel reese colbert black women views erica savage wilson host of savage politics podcast dr greg Carr, chair department of afro-american studies howard university erica uh you served in the military um the the woman who was shot and killed yesterday uh who was trying to climb through a window she was shot by security forces in the neck she died she also served in the military these are people who were sworn to protect the constitution uphold and protect the constitution to, to defend this nation against all enemies foreign and domestic these people are the domestic enemies that that oath uh was, ta was talking about yeah, and Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, yeah, I took that very same oath and took it very seriously. And we both served in the same branch, the Air Force. But this is really what we're seeing chickens coming home to roost when there's an ignoring of FBI reports, a counterterrorism report that clearly lined out the threat of white supremacists not only infiltrating law enforcement, but also the military as well. So those same types of trainings that we would go through um, one of which when we would have calls that would come, but we always had to be on standby. We would have calls and they were exercises to make sure that we were able to muster into our appointed positions within a certain period of time, going out into the field, training in different terrain, training in different weather. These are the types of people that um, committed the act of insurrection on yesterday, um, combined with other civilians. So uh, when we go back to that report that I noted that was given uh, to the public back in October of 2006, when you start looking at just some of the bullet points, you don't even have to go into the report. It's about 10 pages long to include the cover page. But it clearly says that even looking at the law enforcement side of it, one of the concerns of having white supremacists infiltrate law enforcement is that law enforcement has um, understanding of access to these restricted areas. And so when you're seeing the guy that is waving in those uh, white domestic terrorists into a building where the people's business was being done, you're talking about uh, hundreds of people that are in those buildings where our business was being done that that really could have been um, much worse than what it was. Now, not to say that, you know, some of the things that will unfold later won't be much worse, but just thinking about some of the carnage that could have happened, it could have been much worse. So uh, we're really seeing some of the things that I think black folks, black media have been saying for the past uh, five, six years, even going back to 
the candidacy of the son of a Klansman, that these are some of the things that we uh, should be concerned about. And uh, the fruit has uh, been bared, particularly when you look at one of the other um, persons that uh, died, 55-year-old white man out of Alabama, who had weaponry, um, like the weaponry that I trained on when I was in the military. Uh, I'm, I'm playing video right now. Uh, and Reese, it's amazing watching this. These are the people who are always talking about respect the police, back the blue. Um, and you're seeing them trying to overpower, uh, they're overpowering these cops. Uh, they are, but, but you, did you notice something here, Reese? At no point. Here they have knocked an officer on the ground. Okay? Knocked on, you see right here, uh, this one guy, he's grabbing two cops. At no point does anybody pull their gun out. Right. At no point, I mean, at no point do they not carry guns. I'm looking at guns. You, ca you cannot convince me that black people, that black people could storm a barricade, swing on the cops, and then you see how they got by, and they still walking. This is, at the end of the day, they allowed white people to do things that they would never allow black people to do. Absolutely. I mean, we have never seen images of white people being hosed down and gunned down. I shouldn't say never. Let me say in contemporary times, okay, in the past several decades. We haven't seen the same images and the brutality against white people that we've seen against black people doing peaceful protesting. So this is not a surprise. I think that as a society... We've said it's unacceptable to inflict the kind of violence on white people, even when they are instigating it, even when they are, you know, rioting and doing this kind of behavior. You see how they act when uh, they win the championship for their college team or their hockey team wins the championship. They out there flipping over cars, acting a damn fool. So this is how they've been trained to interact with white people. So it's not a surprise that they're doing that. So you have the fact that number one, cops don't feel as empowered to. Uh, to you know, to, to 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 use brute force against white people, but then you have people that are aiding abetting him as well because they're on the side of white supremacists. They're sympathetic to their cause, and then you have the fact that this was a strategic abdication. I don't want to call it a failure because we don't know how intentional or unintentional that so-called failure is. So I call it an right. abdication of the right. responsibility of the U.S. Capitol Police, Stephen A. Sund, who was silent until today about what happened. When you see that there are reports that 20-something percent of the force was activated, you have every single member of Congress on the Hill, including the vice president-elect, and you don't activate every force, you don't activate every strategic thing, if, even if you didn't have Trump here. We have all, we spend all this money, we go to the airports, take our shoes off, we have to take our laptops out, we have all these threats supposedly in this country, and yet you don't even protect a joint session of Congress with all these incredibly important people. That's a strategic abdication of responsibility, and we need to understand where those calls came from. I'm sick of hearing people talk about Muriel Bowser and what does she do because they don't understand basic ass civics, which is that the Capitol is federal land that has, and the U.S. Capitol Police have exclusive jurisdiction over that. And they did not call upon the D.C. Metro Police or the D.C. National Guard until hours after this riot, this melee, this insurrection had started. So we need to get to the bottom of that. And I want to know what Trump's involvement is because reports are he refused to uh, authorize the, DC, the National Guard and that that authorization came from Mike Pence when it should have come from Donald Trump. I want to know what kind of orders were given in advance because something in the milk ain't clean here. I've been to the Capitol. I was there the day, first day of impeachment. You have to go through multiple steps of, 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 uh, of, of, uh, of security. You can't bring your headphones in. You can't bring your phone in. So for this level of catastrophic uh, reach, that, that something is happening there that's a little bit more than what it seems. And we need to get to the bottom of it ASAP. I agree with that. Dr. Greg Carr, go, here we go to my iPad. The uh, union for the United States Capitol Police, they are calling for the resignation 
of the Capitol Police Chief as well as the top leadership brass. It says the Capitol Police Officers Union is calling for leadership change at the highest level, including the Chief of Police of USCP, Stephen Sund, and his senior command staff to include his assistant chiefs of police. Quote, I'm incredibly proud of the individual officers whose actions protected the lives of hundreds of members of Congress and their staff. Once the breach of the Capitol building was inevitable, we prioritized lives over property, leading people to safety. Not one member of Congress or their staff was injured. Our officers did their jobs. Our leadership did not. Our law enforcement partners that assisted us were remarkable. Now, here's what's interesting. Just a few moments ago, uh, actually, I'm looking at another tweet here. Uh, it looks like a son, according to uh, MSNBC, a son uh, has announced he is going to resign his position. Smart job. Uh, also, what you have here is just so, just so we un just so we also understand uh, what's going on here, uh, uh, Greg, to show you how police officers are in bed with Donald Trump uh, and how in terms of how they view this whole deal. They are in bed. Check this out. The police chief of the Chicago, excuse me, the union, the president of the Chicago Police Union, John Catanzara, he literally said. He expressed sympathy with these extremists. He said, quote, if the worst crime here is trespassing, so be it. Okay. But to call these people treasonous is beyond ridiculous and ignorant. Here you have the police, you, the union president in Chicago saying no big deal. In fact, let me pull the story up. This quote is, 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 is amazing, Greg, but it's not shocking. Quote, there was no arson. There was no, there, there was no burning of anything. There was no looting. There was very little destruction of property. It was a bunch of pissed off people that feel an election was stolen somehow, some way. Now check this out. He then said, he then repeated the lying claims of Trump that the election was stolen and then admitted there was no proof. I don't have any doubt that something shady happened in this election. You're not going to convince me that that, that many people voted for Joe Biden. Never for the rest of my life will you ever convince me of that. But again, it still comes down to proof. Well, he first of all, he's now made his Twitter account private. Uh, now, here's the other deal. 50 officers were injured. Four folks died. But he said, oh, nothing bad happened. Bottom line is this year, Greg. And I think we saw it, and I can't wait for an investigation. This is the thing that black people have been saying, that you have police departments that are, that are infiltrated with white supremacists, folks who are members of militias, these people have badges and guns, and what we witnessed yesterday, what we witnessed yesterday was it front and center, and they're going to have to answer some questions to what happened how did y'all allow folks just to walk on through? Well, they're all going to have to answer questions, Roland. And uh, Donald Trump just gave white nationalism the biggest gift, parting gift he could give them. Uh, this performative absolution that we're seeing right now, everybody's going to throw everybody overboard. When the police union calls for all the, the leadership of the police to resign, that should be your first clue that this is BS. And, and, you know, let's just be very careful here because nobody black, as you said last night on the show, is surprised. We've been trying to tell you. Anytime you see Chuck Schumer, who found his voice, thanks to uh, all of Erica's homies in Georgia, who made uh, Mitch McConnell the minority leader since he couldn't deliver Maine, didn't put no money in Kentucky or Mississippi, and sat back all of a sudden, Chuck Schumer's a hero. Everybody got to get fired. Everybody, everybody calm down. It's very Catholic right now. You see, everybody's confessing. Except there ain't going to be no priest to save you, and it ain't going to be no damn Hail Marys to save you, because what everybody is doing now is trying to divert attention from the fact that Donald Trump is the symptom. The sickness is whiteness. And you're absolutely right, uh, Reese. There's strategic application going on right now. Those white people yesterday were white nationalists, and they were aided and embedded by their white nationalist friends in the police force. By the way, we all saw the brother 
who was chased by those white folks till he got and you saw him kept going to his shoulder calling for backup that never showed up and when he got up there with those other white cops for for a split second he hesitated and i'm thinking is he trying to figure out whether those cops gonna go with them or go with him but what we see is that this has been a coordinated attack now i'm sorry joe i'm sorry uh, mr president-elect Every day up to 1865 was a darker day for us than anything that happened yesterday and many of the days since 1865. So so all this, we're better than this, you know, whether it be you or Cory Booker talking about we brought this on ourselves. I ain't part of that we, bruh. And let me tell you about the white people who are not part of that we. Those white people in Portland that you sent the police in there and beat their ass, those are called race traitors to the white nationalists. So there are white people to get beat. And you, and you sent a whole hit squad to the West Coast to take out that left wing dude. So let's be very clear. Heads are going to roll because the people who don't want to be held accountable have been given through Donald Trump a gift wrap way to claim that they were never part of it. Every last one of them people that's saying they're going to try to resign from the White House should be trapped in that building. John Empty Barrel Kelly saying, if I was there, I'd call for the 25th Amendment. Shut up. Hell no. Autumn uh, Kelly, or whatever, McEnany, uh, Ashley, whatever her name is, gave a two-minute press conference today. Everybody shut up. Elaine Chow, lock the door. Make her stay in there with them. Because what they're doing right now is trying to set it up to act like somehow they are the opposition in the last 10 minutes. I'll end with this. This is when we have to be very, very very careful not to go for this okie doke. There is now a majority in the Congress. Mm -hmm. Bowser said at that same press conference today, the D.C. statehood legislation needs to move immediately. You need to give us control of our troops. Joe, why are you making all these oh, it's us, we're better than this. You better than that? Go tell your boy Manchin to stay in line. Get this in here. You and the vice president get in there and sign every last one of them bills before it turns warm outside. And then we'll know that you're not just engaged in some formative absolution, but you're serious about dealing with the cause of this white supremacy and not the symptom, which is Donald Trump. Because he just gave y'all to get out of jail card, free card and everybody trying to cash it in right quick. Nah, hell no. I don't, I'm not buying it. I want to bring in right now retired Lieutenant General Russell Honore. Glad to have you back on Roland Martin Unfiltered. General, um, Donald Trump, to Greg's point, said to these white supremacists, these white domestic terrorists, have free reign. I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do. I wouldn't be shocked, uh, General, that uh, the folks who get arrested, he gives them pardons before he leaves. Well, worse than that, Roland, uh, I think the police department at the Capitol was complicit. I, I dealt with those uh, people when I was in the Pentagon on the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and we used to provide military support to civil authorities for inauguration and major events inside the city of Washington. And that's a well-oiled machine. And what we saw yesterday, uh, the Capitol Police make decisions in coordination with the sergeant at arms in the Senate and the sergeant at arms in the House. I, I, at yesterday at 3 o'clock, I called for all of them to be fired. And that is starting to happen. They're starting to fire. But that was complicit. There's people inside the chain of command of that Capitol Police that allowed this to happen. Uh, I went into the Capitol rolling a three-star general, three stars on each shoulder in full uniform, and them ass hats took a lighter from me. You understand? They selectively applied the law and they allowed their buddies in yesterday and they destroyed a good portion of our house. And people need to go to jail. It need to be a DOJ investigation, none of this bullshit Congress investigation. And we need to hold people accountable. We need to catch all their phones, who they were with, there are rooms they went to in that capital. Uh, I used to go in and I, I never know how you'd find your way to some of these rooms. So they, they, they had help inside the force. And you can assume about 30% of that force support the guy in the White House. That's just the demographics. And it, our system failed and, and yesterday. That, and, and that point you made there, again, which is the concern of black people, and that is when you have the law enforcement, you have these individuals 
who hold the same views. They're very conservative. Uh, they are uh, in opposition to Black Lives Matter, uh, in opposition to civil rights. And, and we witnessed it yesterday. But also, also what, what we witnessed, uh, General, was here you had this man. Here you had Donald Trump. Here you had Rudy Giuliani. They were inciting a right. There, look, I think you tweeted, they should, uh, or someone posted that Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and Donald Trump Jr. should be, should be arrested uh, for uh, uh, causing an insurrection. Absolutely. I mean, all the lawyers in D.C., you tell me they can't figure it out? They can't figure it out because they don't want to figure it out. Okay? They're, they're trying to hold on until the 20th of January, and Lord knows what this guy can do, as I said last night on a couple programs. This guy still got access to the nuclear code. And he's going around telling right. his followers, you remember when he told the Proud Boys, I'll call you forward, stand down? He unleashed them yesterday. Mm-hmm. And basically sent them to go attack the building where the vice president and his family was and the entire United States government. House and Senate. He unleashed the Proud Boys on there and they got there and they were welcomed by the Capitol Police. Half of them some bitches ought to be fired. The the woman who uh, was shot and killed, uh, I do want to speak because this is also uh, an issue here. Um, her name is Ashley Babbitt. Um, she now the now here's what's interesting: the U.S. Capitol Police officer who shot and killed her has been placed on administrative leave. But we showed the video, and and they've actually posted the uh, the video. You actually see what took place. Uh, the reason uh, I'm not going to uh, show it, we got basically the YouTube algorithm. We had about 16,000 people on yesterday. They kicked us off, uh, and so I don't want to, um, uh, you know, you know, knock, knock us offline again. Uh, we got 10,000 who are on right now. I don't want to do that. But they were. It was. It was barricaded. She jumps up and she's trying to climb through the window, and the officer fires a shot, shoots her in the neck, uh, she dies. But if you look at a lot of her crazy videos, she served in the military, and she's ranting and yelling, going off how this country's been stolen, and that's also part of the deal. There are members of the military who uh, who were there yesterday with these Trump people as well. Yeah, you, uh, you know, you got a volunteer army, and uh, we as hard as we try as an institution in the military, uh, diversity and inclusion, and we're going to have our first African-American Secretary of Defense uh, among us are people who think more like the demonstrators that were there yesterday. And in their mind, they've got some, this idea that the election was stolen. What they really uh, are PO'd about is that now, the Democrats own the White House, they own the Senate, and they own the House. And they are, they are worried that they will lose their white power. They're worried about losing majority rule in the next 30 to 40 years. Because America is changing. And that is what I believe a lot of the believers I talk to, uh, that's the code they talk in, Roland. They don't like the browning of America. Um, uh, General, the, from your perspective, what's next? Because here's what I keep saying. These white domestic terrorists, they're not going anywhere. These people are going to cause more mayhem. Uh, there's going to have to be a lot more vigilance. Uh, there's going to have to be, uh, um, you know, a lot more focus. Uh, and, and, and this is where, and here's the, here's the other deal. I mean, you still have not had a major news conference from the FBI. You have not. This is this is why Donald Trump is so dangerous. He is literally preventing the federal government from investigating what they sh- how they should be doing this year. You cannot convince me, under any other president, that if there was an insurrection on the day the Congress was in session, the House and the Senate, you would not have 
someone coming out talking to the American people, giving an update. They found two explosive devices near the Democratic National Committee and the Republican National Committee. There was one guy who was arrested with 11 Molotov cocktails. These people were hell-bent on overthrowing the government yesterday. Roland, uh, there's an old preacher, country preacher down where I, I come from in Lake Louisiana, he used to talk about when bad things happen. Uh, how do we take this disaster and use it to learn from and to expose what happened yesterday in the full view of the world in America with the use of the internet and these phones, it, it took the sheet off a bunch of people uh, proclaiming themselves to be conservatives and what they are are racist. It took the sheet off. And in a way, it happened. I wish it hadn't happened. But the fact that the way it was documented and it was focused on the people's house with the Senate and the House in session, we probably will extend the life of our democracy another hundred years because of yesterday, because it exposed the BS that's been going on at Mar-a-Lago and all these other places these folks go off and do their planning, that racism, is driving the political future of this country. And we have an opportunity now with all three branches of government to do something about it. Well, you're, I believe you're absolutely right. Um, some, and people have asked me this, uh, General, people have said, Roland, when you saw yesterday, what was your initial response? And I was honest, General, I smiled. And I said, good, because I needed white folks in America to see white folks in America doing what white folks in America have done since the inception of this country. They can't sit here and say it was the blacks. Can't say, oh, it was, it was the browns. No, no, no. They had, they had to be forced to see it. And all of these Republicans who have stood with these people who have explained them away, who have supported them, who have taken photos with them, they now have to now answer, which side are you on? Which side are you now on? And so there's no separating here. There's no separating whatsoever. They're going to have to answer that. And that, that, to the point that you just made, I said the same thing. We always knew it. Black folks, we always knew it. White America had to see the hatred for themselves. And now they got to decide who you're going to roll with, them or us. Yeah, and they keep, have used this, they stole the election. What they're worried about is losing majority, Roland. They saw what happened in Georgia, uh, what happened in Pennsylvania and other places where people got out to vote and they were organized. And now we've got an opportunity just to change the direction a little bit. Because this is a work in progress, but there is so much evil that has happened in the last six months, and we're doing it in the middle of a pandemic. Now, it's routine now to lose 4,000 people a day. we got to get back on that story. And yesterday was a big spreader event. They're all going back to their towns now and, and taking even more COVID back. And we got to get past the inauguration. And my guy, my recommendation to Secretary, uh, to, to some of the people on the uh, President Biden's staff is let's get done with this uh, inauguration. Uh, this is a big focus on donors and balls to hell with all that. Uh, make sure you got your acting Secretary of Defense walking into Pentagon at 1 o'clock. You're acting Homeland Security, you're acting DOJ, and you're acting FEMA. All those people need to walk in those buildings and take command as soon as the inauguration is over with. So we got control of the government. And all those Trump people need to leave. 
almost out of time and so we'll start another segment so you could hear this rare but necessary very important information about the chaos at the Capitol and now from the pictures that are coming out it does look like it was an inside job it was uh, something, it was not just something that happened in the heat of the moment. This was uh, something that was well planned. And unfortunately, there's going to be, oh, quite a few people without jobs, including a lot of the police and whoever else who may find themselves without jobs. Okay, thank you for listening, and we'll continue in the next segment. <laughs> 